Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Irreplaceable Man podcast. I'm your host, Ian Lobos, sitting with my, what do I say every week? Incredible, beautiful, amazing. Yeah. A lot. (laughs) Sitting with my amazing partner. Does that minimize it too much? We're partners in life. I um I don't think it minimizes it because you know we don't talk about marriage as partnership we just talk about it as husband and wife and I think that there's like a level at which you have to approach marriage as a partnership yeah versus like the marriage the marriage yeah agreed agreed that's a good thing to note for those of you watching inside the group and in uh just listening on the podcast there's a difference between partnership and marriage or partnership creates a marriage and you don't need a marriage to be a great partnership because if you think about it divorced mm-hmm. couples who still get along really well and go on vacation together and co-parent really amazingly they don't they're not married yet they have a great partnership mm-hmm. the partnership creates the marriage in our opinion well does it create the marriage or does it it just it creates a foundation for the marriage to thrive that it's that um so guys real quick before we get rolling a couple of housekeeping pieces um there's so many of you that have been booking calls with me strategy calls they're free complimentary just from being a part of this group or downloading our 12-step guide to becoming an irreplaceable husband if you don't have that yet it's free just write a comment here say i need the 12-step guide we'll send it over to you if you need help, if you're struggling with something, if you just need some support and some course correction, some guidance on what moves to make next, if you just need an ear, just someone to talk to, just know that you're not alone. Book that strategy call with me anytime. There's like 25 open spots on my calendar. I'll drop that in inside the group. Um, I'll drop the link to book a strategy call with me. So do that anytime. Now, quick announcement, starting this week, We're going to be doing live training inside of the Irreplaceable Man community. Those trainings will be an hour. They're going to be at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. Eastern time, where we will absolutely dig into more of the practical and tactical stuff that we talk about on the podcast. There's a 12-week curriculum that I built out. We're going to be breaking down trust, connection, and communication into those 12 weeks, so four weeks on each topic. Each week, we're going to be deep diving into these topics, figuring out things that you don't know you don't know, strengthening things that you do know, strengthening things that you've already been working on. We're going to do Q&As. We're going to meet other guys in there. We're going to be supporting each other, hanging out, and just forming this network of other dudes going through the same shit that you are and having fun doing it, learning and growing, coming back each week and saying, man, that worked or that didn't work and helping you course correct very quickly. So look out for the event. I'll uh, I'll copy everybody in it. Um, Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, starting this week. This week is April 10th. So if you're listening on the podcast, just join us on Thursdays. Um, that's it for right now. So six types of trust. Did you know there were six types of trust? I didn't. What did you think they were? Um, what did I think they were? I don't, um, I don't know. Honestly, I don't think I like physical. Yeah. Like I think physical, emotional, um, but beyond that, yeah, I didn't think that you could categorize trust in. I didn't either. I started thinking about it a while ago in, in these failures that I was experiencing with you and in my life in general like there has to be another thing at play here in terms of trust because there's not trust present yet physical and emotional or physical and communication trust is is there why is there still this gap and so i started researching it and digging into it and i've never really worked with these before i just I was thinking about what could we start training on that guys really need to help with that isn't our actual curriculum yet. This would be really valuable. What can we start talking about on the podcast? And I thought, man, what about those six areas of trust that I've been studying for a long time? I've really just only brought them up in our one-on-one private coaching or like in our mastermind. 
a few times. I've really never brought them up as a group. And so today we're going to talk about six different types of trust that you've got to pay attention to because if you want the connection, if you want the clear communication, if you want the reignition, if you want the sex and the intimacy and the spark and all that stuff, here are areas that may be hindering that mm -hmm. for you. And you might not even know what your spouse is actually thinking about, which is this one. And you're thinking, well, I'm good on this one. And there's a complete disconnect. Right. And now you're wondering why you don't have this result. So these six types of trust are going to be our formula to get the results that we want. And from there, we can start working on, oh, well, that was revealed and I have to work on that. And that was revealed. And I have to work on that. And that was illuminated. I'm going to start paying attention to that. So what are the six types of trust? I'm going to start off with the one that most people think, which is physical trust, mm -hmm. right? Physical trust is pretty self-explanatory. It's... Why don't you explain it? <laughs> Does your partner trust you physically? Is she or he feeling safe with you in a physical manner? When I talk to guys about this, they'll say, and I want to, I want to dig into these with you. Yeah. So there are, I think some, some different areas of the physical piece. Like, am I safe with this guy? Am I, you know, I'm talking from your spouse's point of view. Am I safe with this person? Am I safe at night? Can they protect the family? Um, are they going to, are they going to hurt me physically? Are they going to put me in harm's way? Are they dangerous? Like, you know, do they do, do they take me skydiving and bungee jumping and, and where this, there's a physical trust piece that's completely not present and it's affecting, right? It's a, it's a catalyst to so many other things. It's affecting so many other things in the relationship. That's what I think about when I think about physical trust mm -hmm. that I trust. And, and it's two way street, by the way, you trust that I can protect you or keep you physically safe or that you're safe in my presence and vice versa that like guys this is not one-sided just from your wife to you this is from you to her or him as well which is can i trust that she's not gonna you know punch me when we get in an argument can i trust that she's not gonna knife me in the middle of the night i mean weirdest shit's happening remember the crazy bobbit trial from the 90s like there was no physical trust present. And yes, there were all kinds of other things at play and going on. However, there was a physical trust aspect that was obviously broken that night. So what are your thoughts on physical trust? Is it that stuff? Or do you have anything like deeper? No, physical, I think is, so it, it is truly physical. Yeah. Um, like it's a safety thing. It's a safety. Yeah. 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 Like, am I safe in the presence of this person? So let me ask you something because there's guys listening that see these comments. Um, there's usually happens when I put a comment in. Uh, there's guys that'll say, or, or that are like who I used to be where I would get very angry or upset or mm -hmm. like frustrated and like raging. Like, was there a physical trust component? Cause we can talk about so many different aspects of trust. Like, did you ever have any, did I ever break that trust? Even though like there was no ever, never a, a safety or component. Did I ever break the physical trust barrier? Just no, in my behavior no. and activity and like, if I, you know, slam something down on the counter or if I um, threw something, you know, my bag at the wall or something like when I was just a child, you know, talk, taking my, taking my aggression out, did that, did that ever affect you? I mean, yeah, it affected me emotionally, not physically. Talk more about that. Like you weren't, there wasn't, you weren't ever lashing out at me physically, but you showing, you know, you, throwing things, um, that, that, yeah, that definitely affected me. 
emotionally. How did that then show up in you or for you to me or into the relationship? The, the, um, walking on eggshells. So you didn't get mad. Guys, if you're, uh, if you're facing the more immature route when it comes to expressing your emotions and feelings and it comes out in a rage or anger or loud or you know throwing things or slamming car doors or whatever like your point of view is very valid Mm -hmm. because I wasn't aware of those things because I was only really focused on like fighting yeah and I mean it was like when I can I remember one specific incident that you just were set off by something else and there your physical reaction was not directed at me or anyone it happened away from from everyone but the what I had to clean up afterwards what was that (laughs) do you want me to tell everyone uh it was just like the immaturity level of like that kind of reaction that it's like, then you left me to clean it up both emotionally. Oh, and, I know. I know. I know exactly. Like actively. And physically. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what it was. The blueberry smoothie. Yes. Yep. And then our contractor walking into our house going, uh, the wall's blue. Yeah. And not by paint. <laughs> I do remember that. I was, um, I mean, guys, I'll I'll share with you what I was experiencing then was a, I was feeling so trapped and so much resistance in me in that my intelligence level could figure so many things out. It just couldn't figure out that part, Mm -hmm. how to break free from this. Really the break free was my ego and my like inauthentic egoed self. And my authentic, irreplaceable self were fighting. And the anger was coming out because I could not figure out how to get the one to go away, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was really bothering me. And I was scared and I didn't know how to articulate it properly. And we were in a new environment, Mm -hmm. a new house. And I, I also saw that from my parents as model and that's just the natural like reaction that i had Mm -hmm. to fear was it came out in anger and i expressed it the way i knew how to which was like all it was is a big cry for help that's Mm -hmm. what every angry guy's bullshit is about is a cry for help for someone to sit down and which you've been great about and like hey whoa hang on what's going on here like do you need something can i help you with something how are you feeling about this And so that's awesome. I know a lot of guys that I talk to, their wives are really scared of them or really doubtful that they're 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 like the maybe it's not so much the physical trust, maybe it's the next one. However, their wives aren't even approaching them when they're in that mode because maybe their wives have trauma from their childhood. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's not something that you instinctually go to you know your your instinct is not to be like okay what's happening here what are you what are your emotions what are you feeling what's coming up what are you it's to be like oh shit he's pissed off and this is like let me go somewhere else leave him alone and let him cool off and then it never gets talked about in that way so it takes a lot of um i don't want to say courage yeah yeah it takes courage and understanding too to be able to go to and you also have to it took us a long time to get to that point because you also had to be willing to receive that and be willing to talk about it because a lot of people get pissed off and then just don't ever talk about it again yeah well they don't want to get back into the hornet's nest they don't want that shit to come up maybe it scared them or something so that's what i think about when it comes to physical trust and i yeah, that's what I think about. Let's move on to the next one. Are you ready? Yes. Next one is 
emotional trust. Do we need to? Yeah, we're gonna elaborate. Yeah, we're gonna elaborate on it. I'm gonna jump on the Facebook group in from your phone, and I'm okay. gonna type in. Can you grab? Can you get there? I'm gonna type in. Uh, I'm gonna drop drop them in the chat because my phone's up on a stand. It's a little too challenging. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So here are, I'm going to drop them in the chat guys, just in case you're coming in late. So the first one is physical trust. And then we're going to talk about emotional trust. Now, this one's pretty big emotional trust. Um, this one's pretty big because with the feminine energy that your wife might have like that's you know and i'm not saying might have definitely has it it just might not be coming out your wife may have to be and this is going to apply to some other ones too more in her masculine which isn't allowing the emotions to be mm -hmm. processed like what i think about with this with our experience with it is does this person trust me with my emotions? Can I trust my emotions with this person? Are they going to hold space for the emotions? Are they going to help me understand myself? Are they going to work me through it? Are they going to be compassionate? Like, how is it actually, you know, in our Thursday conversations and our trainings, we're going to be going into real depth about how it's broken in each one of these six categories and how it's restored. So when I think about emotional trust, that's what I think about is my anger came out and broke potentially physical trust because there was no emotional trust connection there mm -hmm. because I didn't feel safe with my own emotions. And I didn't know if I could trust you with my emotions because coming out and being really vulnerable left me so exposed that if you didn't handle it the right way. Yeah. I was afraid I'd never trust you again. Mm -hmm. I talked to so many guys that are in this boat. They just don't even know it, that their wives don't have the emotional trust with them. Yet the guys are asking the questions on a surface level and saying, share with me what you're feeling like I used to do. Mm -hmm. Yet what's not really present is the depth of actual trust to come out with the information. Mm -hmm. Does that add up? Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, we talked about this old hat now. You don't get to be silent. I'm, I'm, I know. Um, oh, I feel like we touched a lot on emotional trust last, last week too. Yeah. So it's big. That's why we keep going through trust. It's it's massive. Um. Yeah, I mean, you have to have emotional trust, but I also think that's kind of the first level level of trust that what. I thought I heard something. We don't have the cats anymore. So I, I might have, yeah. Um, I think emotional trust is the first level that like people maybe shy away from or you don't um, recognize. Does that? Yeah. Are you, does that track? Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it, oh, we got mad and he's mad, but you can't put words to that. Like, cause I know we had that for a little while like a lack of a little while for a while long while a lack of emotional trust <laughs> yeah that would that it was constantly getting in the way of everything everything yeah no movement forward with a breakdown in emotional trust guys no movement forward with a breakdown in emotional trust your wife could potentially toughen up and carry a can of mace around. I mean, I'm just, just throwing stuff out there to bring physical trust back online for the most part, because you guys live together. There's a way that she could bring it back online to just kind of survive it. Whereas emotional trust is being compromised at every single moment, literally when you open your mouth mm -hmm. or when you don't open your mouth at every moment, emotional trust is being compromised. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think there's a whole separate training we're going to do when we get to the emotional trust within our trainings and within our mastermind, our free trainings and then our paid mastermind that 
there are so many skills and habits needed to be able to hold or open that kind of space for your spouse to feel emotionally supported and trust you in an emotional way. There's also something that has to be that has to be done within us so that we can open up emotional trust. Mm -hmm. Because if both partners, which most of you are, most of you right now who either have a stale marriage or marriage is heading downhill or it's just kind of surface level and you're just kind of roommate situation or you're just kind of paying bills or you stay together because you love each other or you have kids together and you just kind of like, that's it. There's there's no depth there. And you're you're basically like like the same sides of a magnet. If you think about it, you're the same sides of a magnet. Just you can never touch. You can never actually get fully like interlocked with each other and now i'm not talking in a physical way i'm talking in an emotional way you put two north ends of a magnet together they are going to oppose each other and when your emotional connection with your partner is not there mm -hmm. at every moment they're gauging it's like a radar is going off can i be supported there's more evidence more evidence more evidence that i can't be and that builds massive resentment and regret mm -hmm. massive resentment because this person doesn't feel like and you felt this for a long time i i'm not supported i'm supported in the ways that are convenient to him exactly <laughs> and i'm not being supported i don't feel heard it's triggering your traumas from not being heard felt seen valued whatever from your childhood whatever it's doing for your wives guys it's triggering then you're thinking that the money comes in and solves the problem or the vacation or the car or the, you know, the long walks you guys take, but you don't talk about a lot of deep stuff. You just kind of talk about surface stuff. This is, this is how marriages go downhill or that they hit rock bottom and divorce is on the table or disconnection has happened in such a massive way. And you didn't even realize it. Mm -hmm. that's why we want to illuminate. Remember the, the, the formula that we run, right? Our foundational formula is illuminate, eliminate, calibrate equals acceleration. So what we're doing here on these calls and what we're going to do on the Thursday trainings, the free trainings is we're going to continue to illuminate and help you understand what you might not know. You don't know, or maybe illuminate more of what you thought you knew and get a little bit more depth. So you can put a strategy together because this is what we've done to repair and reignite and send our marriage onto a completely different stratosphere, mm -hmm. you know, a completely different, different level than it's ever been. And that's what we're helping here. So are we going on emotional trust? Yeah. I know we only have 30 minutes left. I just want to, I want to make sure that we're, uh... oh, that's really lagged. Okay. I'm going to put in emotional trust. What's the next one? Which one do you want to pick there? I think we should go over uh, competence. Yeah. Have... Because that, that needs a lot of explanation. You think so? I think so. Okay. Competence, trust. Have you guys ever heard of that? Just be honest. Have you ever heard of competence, trust or competency trust I, I mean honestly I learned this like a year ago I'd never heard of that I honestly had never ever heard of that yeah and you think about it and you go like when I think about in the past when I had thought about it I'd go you know we even talked about it on old like old mental purpose episodes did we a couple years ago we didn't talk about competency trust we talked about what was competency trust but I was just saying trust in general too. oh oh, oh. How do you trust that I'm going to do this? How do you trust that I'm going to do this? How do you trust me with your emotional? How do you trust me to let go and to share? How do you trust this? And all of, I was just mixing everything into trust. trust yeah. And that's why I started researching. I wanted to know as an obsessive person about detail and vision, I, I want to know, like, is there a formula that I'm not seeing here that could help me get farther faster, help our clients get farther? So when I learned about it, there were two things the one, this one, and the one we're going to talk about next. So competency trust is, is this person actually competent to do what they say they're going to do in the, in the very basic sense. And that could be as a husband, 
are you competent to actually be a husband? Are you competent enough to handle the emotions? Are you competent enough to protect the family, to raise your children, to hold space for your wife? You see, the reason why we're breaking all these out, the reason why we're going to do these free trainings is because all of them compound with each other. So competency trust has emotional and physical and some of the other ones in it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like, does my wife trust me that I'm competent, competent enough to follow through with what I say I'm going to do? If the answer is no, then you just have another checkbox against you. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have any of that issue? Uh, yeah. And also I couldn't name it as competency. <laughs> um, I think I just thought it was unwillingness, you yeah. know, but then when you like, but now it has a name. Now it has a name. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it a little bit more. Give the guys an example of how I was showing up and maybe they can, they can, um, associate. I'm going to put competency trust in here. Um, oh, what's a good example? Oh, now I feel put on the spot. I don't know. Um, I think just honestly, like you pushing things off onto me, hmm. that was like, that was your way of, Let me explain this a little differently. Yeah, this is, this is going to be helpful for these guys. Like you not doing something that you didn't think was that big of a deal. Like what? This is important. It is important. And it's hard to come up with an, a, a really good example for this because I, it's it like. It probably goes with one of the other ones too. Yeah. Um, I think like it definitely how about how about in goes... business how about how about as an entrepreneur because i was i was starting our business right like our you know we were married for how long like not even a year and i was starting yeah. our real estate yeah. business let's talk about it in terms of that because i i talked to guys who want to get out of their their position in, in a job corporate they just don't like what they're doing and their wife says I don't think it's a good idea. Let's just, uh, why don't you just stay there for a year and then we can talk about it. Yeah. What's coming up there is competency trust, competence trust. And there may be some other pieces of the six in there as well. So talk about that. I think it kind of goes hand in hand with like reliability, like being able to, to you know, and it's like little things like I need you to do I need you to be here to take the baby tonight. Yeah. Well, that's a different or, type of trust. That's a different one. Don't spoil it there. No, sorry. I mean, <laughs> but no, it's all like, I think competency really kind of flows into a lot of these other ones so too. Let me take, let me take it back to, okay. how did you, because I have asked you this question a lot. Yeah. You've never doubted me, even though I've had like, oh yeah. Okay. We've had yeah, massive yeah, yeah. failures and massive successes in business. How have you, have you ever doubted my competence to be able to build a business, be organized and produce in a competent way? Have you ever doubted that? No, I haven't doubted like the authentic you. I have seen you get in your own way. Yeah. So when, when you break That's it all, point. all the way down to competency, you no, I've never doubted your ability. You you never had a lack of competence have, trust in me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of words. You got to get I right. can tell you where I had competency trust or competence trust in you. Where's that? With personal growth. And this is bullshit, by the way. It's not, this isn't, oh, this I isn't like gonna... real. This is what I made up. Like, I didn't feel like you were going to actually follow through with your own growth and your own personal development. And I felt like I was going to leave you yeah, and that you wouldn't be competent 
to like be on my level. Guys, I know this sounds fucked up and it is. That was my thought process many years ago was like, she won't be able to handle the level at which I'll be operating at. Mm-hmm. And I believe that that's competency. Yet what was at play there was so many of the other trust pieces in you. Mm-hmm. Yet for me, it was, is she actually going to, can she actually do this? Can she hang at my level? Yeah. That you, was my thought process. Yeah. And it's fucked up. And I talked to a lot of guys who were like, I'm afraid I'm going to leave my wife behind. I'm on this major personal development kick. And I'm like, cool. How much are you actually applying? Because that's the big difference, right? That's the difference is, are you applying it? Or are you just an information addict? You know, in our, in our, if you haven't gotten it yet, by the way, guys, our replaceable man avatars, there's 10 of them. The information addict is one of them where you're constantly, constantly, constantly learning, growing, reading books, going to seminars like I was mm-hmm. in 2016, yet nothing's being applied at home. She's not seeing the changes in difference. You're getting pissed off because she's not seeing all the work you're putting in, yet the work you're putting in isn't showing up at home. There's no direct correlation. And you guys are battling. There is there is competency trust. There's emotional trust. There's all kinds of shit at play there, including the next one. And I still want to stay on competency trust, competence trust. What? That one's just a complicated one. It is. And it breaks down to very simple. Is this person competent to handle the tasks that they've either taken on or that they've been given? Mm-hmm. And like, be honest with that. Mm-hmm. And I think about it in terms of our business. I have never had competency trust with you as a mom, as a wife, as a, 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 a caregiver, as a like nothing. Except in my own insecurity and which was really just insecurity of, I don't want to lose you. Mm-hmm. So therefore you have to come with me. It has to be right. my way. Yeah. Which by the way, guys, if you're forcing your wife into personal development, if you're forcing her to read the books that you're reading, don't do that. No. Empower her with emotional trust that you can hold that space and let her do her own learning. She knows what she needs. She's smart. If she doesn't do it, that's on her, not on you. If she doesn't want to read the four hour work week with you, don't make her. It's not a great book anyway. It's got some good tips and tricks, but like with our with our modern society, I mean, back then it was a freaking mind blower. Today, with VAs and 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 AI, I mean, you don't you don't you don't. She doesn't have to read what you're reading. There's, the competency trust there doesn't need to be. That was my, that's my big example. The example to you is the business stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you trust me? How did you have competence trust that I was? I mean, you know how freaked out I was. Uh, yeah, you were. We need to get a, a wider angle lens. I'm going to order one today. Okay. Um, like the day I left the house, my first day in real estate, mm-hmm. 20, 2012, scared, shaking, tears in my eyes. How did you have trust to my competency that I could actually do this? Or to build a coaching business, a successful coaching business, or to build out the crazy amazing exercises that we build out like how do you trust me with that um you just have an ability you know it it doesn't come out of nowhere you know what i mean you're not like oh i'm just going to go build a coaching business yeah where you are have never done that before you've never been in that space you you yourself have never been a coachable person you know, like, I think that that's where there's a, you have a track record. There's like a pattern. There's a pattern. Okay. You know what I mean? So it goes against the pattern too. The pattern can go against the break the right. trust. Yeah. Right, right, right. If you, if so, what you're saying is if guys are showing a pattern that they you can't know, be confident. Okay, here's, it's not like you were like, okay, I'm in real estate. This has been great. But what I actually want to do is I'm going to go be a golf pro down at the country club. Yeah you've never played, you've played golf, but like, you know, you're not, you aren't a golf pro and you think that like, you're going to go and make tons of money being yeah. a golf pro at the country club and get all the, like that would break competency. Yes. Like okay, there, there's, there's a pattern and a track record for like, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That definitely makes sense. 
All right, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Are you good with that one? I'm good with that one. Okay. All right, next one, guys. And guys, whoever's here, I don't care if you're listening on the replay or listening live, drop in some comments. I'm, I'm, they're coming up slow for us. I see Connix. How do you rebuild trust when it's been broken more than once in the past? That's this next one, Connick. This next one is reliability trust. Write that down, guys. You should be writing all six of these down. And if you want, I've got an exercise with a bunch of questions to just really pinpoint and dig in and also get some steps forward and some strategy to take action. We can also do that on a strategy call. We will also do that inside of the free trainings on Thursday. Make sure you mark your calendar, 5 p.m. Pacific. So the next one is reliability trust. Is this person actually reliable? Can I count on them to show up when I need them to? Mm -hmm. Can I count on them? Can I rely on them to do the things they say they're going to do? Not how they're going to do them or will if they'll get them done. Can I count on them to actually show up? Mm -hmm. So this is more about, in my mind, this is more about integrity and commitment and discipline and habits and skills. I mean, maybe competency, competence trust has that in it too. Yeah. And the reliability piece is like when we when we dig into this, like we're gonna dig in. When we dig in on uh, our Thursday trainings, reliability trust. I I mean, just the fact that I wasn't like I would say I was gonna take the trash out and then not do it. Mm -hmm. How much did that affect you? I want guys to know that it is tiny little things in terms of reliability. Can I count on this person to show up? You know, you're going to all, you're an information addict. You're going to all these seminars. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like the, you know, we talk about the micro changes in like yeah. growth and those it's not, it's like all of you make this big declaration that I'm going to, it's like the little moments that like yeah. count. And I think that's also how trust is broken in those little micros, those little micro moments of yeah. like, oh, I um, I said I was going to take the trash out and then I totally forgot and I wasn't up or, I mean, there, you know, then I end up running to yeah. running the trash to the curb as the trash men are pulling up in the morning. And then I'm frazzled about that or like, um, sorry, I forgot. It's not an excuse. Yeah. Sorry. I'm ADHD. And I, I just don't remember my mind was on other things. Not an excuse. Right. I tried it many times. It's not an excuse. You got to put systems in place. You got to put structure in place. You got to have discipline that's built in order to comprehend or, or, or counterbalance or counteract the things, the forces, the brain wiring, the, the ailments that you think you've been cursed with that are actually a blessing, like to be able to counteract those, mm -hmm. you got to put systems in place. Yeah. You know, so it is those little things. It's those, it's those tiny things that really add up and you go, yeah, well, a lot of guys will say, yeah, well, my, my wife trusts that I'm going to bring money home and then I'm not going to like cheat on her. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I'm not going to beat her up. And that's like, okay, well that's, that should be a given Yeah, that you're not out running around and you're not going to beat your wife up. But like the competence and reliability trust builds and breeds insane amount of resentment, mm -hmm. which is fueling the fire guys. So every morning when your wife gets up, if you forgot the trash the night before and she's running out, not only is her cup starting to overflow because of all the other bullshit you did this week, last month and last year or over the last 10 years, but now you just forgot another thing. And so you just broke competency trust, physical trust, because now you're putting your wife out to where she's got to run out and toss the trash can to the end of the driveway, mm -hmm. right? She can get hurt doing that. Maybe they're heavy. Who knows? They got bricks in them. I don't know, whatever. Like ice on the driveway, ice on the driveway, which you've wiped out before. There's a competency trust. There's a reliability trust in there that's been broken. And emotionally, she needs to share with you what she's feeling and experiencing. And she can't. Mm -hmm. So now we've got four pieces of trust that are being broken simultaneously. And in, in our minds, a lot of us are like, but she can trust me and I'm not running around. Mm -hmm. And she can trust me that I'm bringing home. I bring home a paycheck every week. Mm -hmm. Yet you're not seeing what's actually fueling the fire behind the scenes. And that was this rude awakening to me when I was like, oh my God, there's more types of trust. Holy shit. I've been breaking this one every fucking moment. Reliability. Crazy. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And you know, it's just like the little things. I think reliability is like, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll do, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the little things you have to nag about, and that you know, we could both be nagging each other about little things, and and that's where reliability comes on. It's like, yeah, well, competency too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it. It, um, that like having to nag is not fun. Having to remember that you asked, yeah, something not doesn't doesn't equal connection doesn't equal intimacy doesn't equal emotional yeah. share it doesn't equal these things and everything we do is formulaic right in our coaching programs and our curriculum our retreats our mastermind everything is formulaic so that you can't escape that box you just work within it and when i hear guys say to me and i used to say this too like man my wife's constantly nagging me can't you just fucking leave me alone and like trust me you know we know people like this mm-hmm. And you go, no, because you've told her and shown her so many times and reinforced it that your reliability, she can't trust your reliability. She can't trust your competence. And you go, yeah, well, big fucking deal. It's the trash cans. Yet to you, if you could also trust me with your emotions mm-hmm. and the next one, you would also let me know. The layers. It's like it's a fucking guys. It, this is this is huge. I hope yeah. you're getting how big this is and how much this can change your life. You want to reignite your marriage? This is where you start. You start to illuminate and understand where your formula isn't working. Illuminate the dark corners. Like you might not have ever thought about competence or reliability trust. And now you know. Can your wife actually count on you not to show up, not to beat her up and not to cheat on her? Can she count on you to, to, to do what you say you're going to do? If you say, I'm going to show up at five, you show up at five, not 5.30 and go, I'm sorry, I was working or it was traffic. You put your systems into play. She should not have to nag you. Your wife's not your mother. You're your own person. If your mom did that, like mine did, then your ass is responsible to develop systems and habits and discipline necessary to run your own fucking life. Like that's the conversation (laughs) I had with myself. Your responsibility, Ian, is to fucking develop systems here to run your fucking life by yourself. If you don't want your wife and your mom to constantly fucking nag you and remind you of shit you got to do. They're reminding you and nagging you because you can't be trusted in your reliability or your competence to follow through on your commitment. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Yes. That's it. I get very passionate about it because I had these conversations with me. Like, it's not your wife's fault. Your wife's not a bitch. She's not annoying. She's not a nag. She's not any of those things. It's you. You're the fucking problem. Me. I was the fucking problem. I was putting so much shit on you that it was forcing this inauthentic person to come up and out. Mm -hmm. That wasn't you. My behavior, my inability, my break in commitment, my failure at all six areas of trust caused you to become this person that was protected and had to do everything on her own. And by the way, reliability trust is, can I let my masculine energy down for as you, can I let my masculine energy down and not run shit and have to run the household and run my job and run this thing and run this motherfucker's life. Cause he's too inc- incompetent and unreliable to run it himself to be in my feminine. And then can I trust him to hold space for my emotions to share. And if the answer is no, 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 no. And guys, don't guess that. Don't feel that. You need to know that, which means you need to ask your wife. You trust me in these areas. Do I hold space for you? Can you share with me openly and vulnerably? Ask those questions. You should be writing those down. Then your fucking marriage, of course, is going to be like this. And of course, it's going to be like that eventually if you don't course correct and interrupt the patterns now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's no blame on you. It's all on me. What? Just, that was a very passionate. You know, I'm very passionate about this. I know. Oh, these are the, these are the things that I thought about. People should be caring for me, taking care of me. I'm the breadwinner. I'm this. Remember, I mean, you, you went through this. Oh, I know. I know. 
So what am I going to take the trash out? Just fucking have somebody go have call somebody in. There, there's our our neighbor has their gardener come take the trash out. Just call in the gardener. I'm too busy. I'm too valuable. My time's worth too much. The only thing I was saying to my lovely young wife here was that I am unreliable, incompetent, and not trustworthy. Well, and you lacked a respect for me as a person there's no respect trust in here and if it was i would definitely have failed on that too but i i mean at all that i think trust kind of yeah links to um yes respect yeah i lost my train of thought for a minute are right, you ready for the next one mm-hmm. the next one is let me take that one financial communication oh you already checked it off oh, you yeah can't, well that you was just can't sorry. pre-check you can't pre-check. I was pre-checking so the next one is communication trust communication so 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 let's let's go back for a second and just reiterate the trusts <laughs> that we have talked about wait hold on your 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 impassioned speech has given us limited time let's get through these oh. and then we'll then we'll go back and okay. touch well, then we'll okay communication trust go go am i going yeah. Me? Yes, it's you. <laughs> Communication trust is... Communication trust is... A couple different things. Can you communicate effectively? Or is this more of an emotional break? Communication trust goes into reliability and competence, which is, can I rely on this person to actually communicate what needs to happen or I need to know, or I need to watch out for the reliability of this person to actually communicate, which is you hear some guys say, I just don't share anything. I don't really talk to my wife a lot. We just kind of talk about the kids and our jobs and the house. And that's really it. Like, can your partner trust you to communicate effectively? Can they trust you with your communication skills and your communication habits and the behavior around that? Can you trust them with your communication, right? So this one kind of taps into the emotional as well. Can you communicate your emotions? Can you communicate in a more vulnerable way with your partner? And can you trust them with that communication? So there's a couple of different things at play. They all feed into each other, maybe except for the physical piece. But here's the thing. What we were talking about in the physical has communication they, in it. it. They all feed into each other. Yeah. I think that like, yeah, there's no. They they stand on their own yeah. and they all kind of intertwine. intertwine. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. What are your thoughts about communication? Because my, like we talked about before, my communication style was anger and mm -hmm. rage and really inappropriate or like nasty thoughts because that's how scared I was and fearful and fear-based inside was that was coming out that 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 anger was coming out yeah I mean trusting communication is like being able to sit down and and not be fearful of an important conversation not be fearful of great point a like menial conversation you know like I remember there were times when you kept at the beginning of your journey when you were just information gathering you liked to regurgitate a lot of that and so even just like basic conversations lacked trust because I couldn't just have like a oh hey I ran into this person at the grocery store and because you would that's not high level enough conversation for us to be having. And what about this? And what, you know, like, I, so it's, I was scared. I was scared of that. I was scared of the low level bring like dragging me in. Yeah. And I mean, but here's the thing, like you should communication, like we should be able to talk about anything and everything. Agreed. And whether it's, you know, but by the way, we've also, we've always had, I have always had a direct and very open communication channel with you. And so if yeah. anybody ever asked us, how's your communication? I would have been like, it's great. We can talk about anything, which meant I could monologue about anything. Yeah. And you would just sit there. I want to be very clear on that. I'm calling myself out on a lot of shit because I want you guys That's to know a, you're not alone. Yeah, you're right. You do. You did monologue. 
Right. So sometimes even now you do because some you just need to talk things out. That's just my that's my style. But there's a difference yeah. between what your monologue used to be <laughs> and what it is now. Like I I know like when you're just yeah. talking because you need to like work things out, but it you your monologue used to be very like nasty. Dictatoresque. Yes. Yeah, it's um that was the challenge is I could our communication was great as long as it was monologue from me to you. Mm-hmm. Our dialogue communication was not that great because you didn't trust being right. able to communicate with me past a certain level. Guys, pay attention to that. You didn't trust being able to communicate with me past a certain level, which means from here to here, you could trust me. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, with your emotions, feelings, thoughts, vulnerability you couldn't Mm -hmm. so that's five for five that i broke this was not meant to keep score no no i just want guys to know like we're not sitting here preaching this like like we're higher than thou or holier than thou like we've gone through this i'm telling you from a my perspective as an irreplaceable man today an irreplaceable husband with a great relationship that i've failed so hard Mm -hmm. and subsequently built all of our curriculum and our exercises and our mastermind and our courses because of the failures that I experienced and, you know, dialed into my purpose and my passion in life to help other men. Mm -hmm. Anything else on communication? No. I mean, Maybe we do one episode of just communication. Well, we're going to start, we're going to start breaking these things down in more detail. And again, guys, on Thursday, this Thursday, you'll see the event come out. I'll tag all of you in it. We're going to be breaking down the six. And then throughout a 12 week period, we are going to be diving in deeper and deeper and doing Q and A's and group coaching and, and like not group coaching, like group sessions and group conversations and understanding challenges and helping each other out move and navigate through these different types of trust so that we can have a right formula or a serving formula that works for us and gets us the results we want. All right. Last one. Mm -hmm. Financial. Financial. So that's pretty obvious. I think a lot of guys think, well, my wife trusts me not to steal the money. My wife trusts me not to have a separate bank account that I'm, you know, hoarding money in and I... You know, I'm I'm taking trips to Tijuana and, you know, I don't know, buying prescription pill, whatever, like whatever well, it I might think be. Financial trust is like, I think you, it's, you know, you're, I'm not going out and spending a ton of money on designer bags and shopping all the time. Yeah. You know, like, I think we kind we kind of had pretty early on we kind yeah, of I think it's always been there we had a um we didn't fail at that one <laughs> no but we had we always had discussions over like a certain amount of money yeah we always talked about it that was my insecurity though so let's have we I gotta be real on that why honest. was it your insecurity well my insecurity was that I trusted you because you never broke the trust mm-hmm. right and I I trusted you to not go out and just like blow all of our, blow all of our money because remember what money was to me as an identity was my significance. Mm-hmm. I always have had a financial trust with you. It's never been broken. And it's because you don't go out and do stuff like that yeah. because we've always had this open communication about what we're going to spend money on or invest in that kind of thing. No, I've broken yours mm-hmm. by like buying real estate and calling you and going, Hey, I need $50,000 or you know, things or like you that. need to show up at the title company at 3 p.m. Right, and sign. sign. And I was like, wait, what? Or like the failures that we've had in business, like yeah. the money that we've cost. We had a partner steal a bunch of money. We've had deals go bad. We've had lots of success. And, you know, like our, I don't believe that our financial trust had ever been broken. No, I think even that- when I failed at things, right? Like yeah. even, even like leaving real estate and starting in coaching, you always have trusted me to provide the financial aspect to the family. Mm -hmm. And I think that financial, like financial discussion is crucial, crucial in 
long-term relationships, partnerships. Um, Cause again, that's something else that like we aren't taught about. Yeah. Keep going. I'm going to, you know, how to, how to be in a partnership and function financially, you know, like when you merge households, are you, you know, keeping separate bank accounts? Are you, how are you handling all of that? No one, I think it's kind of not a, no one talks about it as much as I think we should. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of scary because if one partner is making more than the other partner, maybe now, maybe people who are getting married now are getting into longer term relationships. Partnerships are talking about it more. Now I know we didn't really have, no, we didn't have any money when we got married. Well, I know, but we also started off on a, I think that might've been a, a a non-serving foundation. What do you mean? Even though we didn't have any money, like I was experiencing financial challenges with my dad's business at the time. And you were, well, you had some, you had a job. I had a job. I mean, I, I had a salary, but it wasn't like, no, but we, it, it couldn't sustain both of us. Right. Maybe we should have just, maybe that's the advice that we have is if we could go back. Maybe we should have just mapped out the basics like groceries and gas and things like that of mm-hmm. our household, cable and electric and that and our mortgage. Maybe that would have built a better, more stable foundation. Who mm-hmm. knows? We still did fine. Let's just, if I could go back, I probably would do that over again. Yeah. We'd have a different discussion yeah. about it. Okay. So, what do you think about? Oh, relax. Oh. What What do you think of? It's lagging. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to catch up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the financial piece is is the is either partner gonna like I think about Sal the stockbroker on Howard Stern, mm-hmm. and he talks about the fact that his wife to compensate for the lack in their relationship wants nice things, a Range Rover, the Louis Vuitton purse, the Manola Blahnik shoes, the designer dresses and stuff. I think that is where financial trust can be really broken because you're also not able to communicate. And we see that around here, you know, like, well, and it's as long as my wife's happy, because as long as I'm making money, I can keep my wife happy because she'll keep buying stuff. Well, the happy wife, happy life thing is kind of not bullshit. That's what, you know, oh, I'll just buy my wife something. She'll be happy. But I also think like, I think that in finance, the financial trust too, you are also like, if one person is going out spending a ton of money, yeah. what are you trying to compensate for? Right. And the, then the communication trust comes back and the competence trust and the emotional trust comes back. Mm-hmm. And like, there's all kinds of stuff there. Maybe they're feeling very un, unsafe at home or unsupported physically by you. And they're going out and overcompensating. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- th- this thing compounds hard. Yeah. And there's also a plug to it that you can pull and you can, it's like a rip cord. You can stop this, this train from running because the inevitable is a stale, boring, bullshit, you know, non-enviable marriage where you're making TV dinners and you're sitting in separate lounge chairs to watch Jeopardy at night with each other. And then you're going in separate bedrooms. Like who wants to do that? Look, if that's your idea of a marriage, live it. You're probably not here for that. If that's not your idea of a marriage and you see that that's where it's going to, then you must step in at this point. You must step in. If you need more help, we got you. We've got programs and systems and structure and support strategy to help you turn this thing now, reignite that flame and, and, and get this marriage to the place that you want it to be, right? The one that you know both of you deserve and the one you actually want to be in, not just by obligation, really by choice. Like, I want to be in this marriage. I remember a fire pit camping trip I was on with a couple guys. I'm not going to say any names, don't worry. When was that? Years ago. And and there was like 10 guys there and every guy around this fire pit were drinking, having fun, smoking, like, Every guy went around this fire pit trashing their wives. This was like, you remember the story? Yeah. And it got to me. I was the last one. And I was like, uh, yeah, um, I don't, sorry guys. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not, not your same position. 
And they're like, why not, man? Meredith get, definitely has to piss you off. I'm like, yeah. And I definitely piss her off. And that's not something that I heard from any of you. So like, I know this is a two-way street and we also talk about it. So I thought about that as like a cross-section of society mm -hmm. and how many men, it's like the story we were reading to the kids last night. This is the, from Jack Canfield's book. We, we read, I read these little success stories. From Business Jack. books before bedtime. Yeah, just success principles from Jack Canfield. The kids like them. And we were talking about it. And, and in terms of communication, you have to open that line up. And yeah, it might be awkward at first and it might suck at first. You've got to rip the Band-Aid off and just open that line up of communication to stop the bleed. So I'd also like to to go back to like this group of guys bitching about their wives i think that that is like women do it too of course like sit around and complain about their husbands and look what this idiot did and like i can't you know and it becomes this he's not reliable i can't like right. trust him to do their you know and it because and and we do that and it it doesn't provide anything for our marriage our relationships for us individually to then create better foundations in our relationship if yeah. you're like out with all these other people complaining but yet you won't yeah you gotta put you have to sit put the down work with in. your spouse and say hey the effort to complain is just as much as it is to do the work except complaining is not as awkward right you know, well and it becomes fun because you're like you know yeah and, and you're like uh, sitting around having some drinks and you're like listen to what my wife did or listen to what well, my that, husband did and... that's the only thing that a lot of people have in common yeah. with these friends is just to complain and that's a you know we have an exercise called the 10 domains inside of that is your inner circle and analyzing your inner circle and the people that you spend the most time with energy and attention on and your group probably has to change as you evolve your group's going to have to be evolved because you're not going to want to have those kind of conversations like I did. I, I had I sat in this group of guys and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to really be hanging with this group of guys anymore because all they did was just trash their wives the whole time. Yet not one of them said, this is what I'm willing to do to make these changes. And not one of them said, I want to get divorced. And not one of them said, I'm happily married. So they all just were OK sitting in this middle shit zone. I just wasn't OK with it. Mm -hmm. By the way, another thing on physical trust in terms of sex and intimacy is can I trust my partner that they're going to be able to ho like hold me, not physically, but maybe physically and, and like emotionally and let go of whatever I'm holding on to and like be free sexually or mm -hmm. physically mm -hmm. or, you know, like um, foreplay wise or like sex wise, whatever it might be. Like, can I trust my partner to physically like uh, support me? in what I need and can I actually communicate what I need it's the fastest way to infidelity is if you are not clear and open about the things that you want in an intimate sexual what other manner I guess yeah. I don't know what other word to say there then somebody's going to find somebody that will fulfill that they can talk to about it and it's a very easy in there and it's hard to get back from that and you're going to break all of those things, right? Emotional, reliable, confidence, communication, physical, maybe not financial. You're going to break five of those, or you're going to, you're going to hit five of them. You're going to hit five of them. So I think uh, at this point, we will wrap this up and we got a podcast. I have another podcast to do. How do you feel about this? What was one of your biggest takeaways? how layered trust really is yeah me too like it you you know you can say oh we have great emotional trust but like then there's another layer to that and another layer and another yeah. layer and another layer and so it's really you you constantly have to be working on all these different areas you can't just like oh i trust my spouse or my partner yeah don't be blind to it and guys, if you want an action item after this, go take all six areas, emotional, reliability, competence, uh, communication, physical, and financial trust, and go run those with your spouse and just, just fucking bite the bullet. Just, just pull the bandaid off and go ask because the more you know, the more powerful you can be to make change or you'll know just 
I'm out. Like it's, I'm done. This thing is not savable. At least you'll be clear and not emotional about it. You'll have emotions with that and you'll have clarity. Mm -hmm. So take these six areas of trust and go to your spouse and say, Hey, I want to go over these. I want to know if I have these with you. And do you have these with me? If they say no, it's the place that you can start. At least you now have a benchmark, a foundation to build. Cool. And if you want more information on these, like Meredith and I are going to be digging into them every single week. Our content's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter on the foundational aspects and the tools and tricks you can use to reignite your marriage and become not only an irreplaceable husband, an irreplaceable couple, a model for your community and your children. And we're going to be breaking these down over a 12-week period in our free trainings on Thursdays, right here inside this group. We'll be a, it'll be a Zoom link still right here inside this group. Only members of the group can um, can access right now. And we hope to see you there. And if you need something, if you need help, if this was like, oh man, my fucking mind's blown. I need more help, Ian. Hit me up. I'll drop the link in the show notes for the podcast. I'll drop the show. I'll, I'll drop it in the YouTube channel and I'll drop it in here. If you need to book a strategy call, you want more help, you need support, you need structure, you need a strategy. We got you. Okay, cool. Everybody listening on the podcast, make sure you go to irreplaceableman.com. Grab our free 12-step guide to becoming an irreplaceable husband. We love you. We appreciate you being here and supporting us as we transition and evolve this thing into what it is truly meant to be, which is what it is today. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll catch you on the next one.